Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing bad school habits, Colby's enclosed apartment, and some alternative careers for a screen-weary Sean. Then we get into this week's tech news, including a follow-up on Uber's self-driving accident, the return of the compact disc, and what might happen at this week's Apple Education event. Stick around, it's all coming up right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 197, recorded March 26th, 2018, Battle for the Classroom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on, you know it, Gadgets of the Internet and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our two A students, a couple of teachers' pets, our very own Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau. Yo. Were, were you guys teachers' pets back in... Back in your 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 school days, what what would your teachers have said about you? I think it uh, went. Uh, I'll let Coley go first. I was gonna say he's got nice hair, but he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so big fans of the hair. Uh, I would say that in the beginning I was a teacher's pet, and then the middle I wasn't, and then towards the end I became a teacher's pet again. Oh, so mm. you had some bad boy days. Uh, I just had some. Not caring days. <laughs> mm, slacker, slacker time. Yeah, I wasn't going to put in the work to become a teacher's pet, because that is a lot of work. I get that. Right? Yeah. I think I, w- I, was, I, was, a, I was a lovable shit, I think, was what they would call <laughs> me, where, like, they knew I was terrible and, and was sneaky and, and was always after something. Sneaky? Oh, yeah. No, I pulled every trick in the book. I never did anything. I was I was like a casual suck up, you know, not like really in your face about it, but at the same time I got away with so much because uh, there were other kids doing much worse things. So I think I think they would say, yeah, no, he was kind of a he was kind of an asshole, but you know he was kind of likable too, right? Which Within is true now. Acceptable parameters. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's how most people I think describe me. I was like, I feel like in subjects that i really liked this is still true to to this day this has never changed about me like if i'm really interested in something i'll I'll spend like too much time on it but if it's like something i don't want to do i hate it and i'll put in at the absolute bare minimum and and hate every second of putting in that bare minimum Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh but alas oh no i i pulled every you know because i had a lot of old lady quote unquote teachers and I would always be like no you definitely lost the paper I handed in and they'd be like okay and then they would just like I I, I would I would wheel and deal and be like look I don't want to get anyone in trouble because you lost my paper so if we just agree to give me a B we'll just Mm, say you had it and they'd be like gentleman's B oh no I pulled every every oh my god every sneaky deal I possibly could to you know I, I would like They'd leave the stack. I shouldn't admit all this. They would leave like stacks of papers on their desk to correct like two months after it was due. And I would just slip my paper into the pile and all kinds of all kinds of shit like that. I was terrible. Shame on me. Sorry, mom. Sean, I I can't I can't even I can't even can't even. I know. I know. Good thing I turned my life around before I I got off the straight and narrow. (laughs) Thank goodness. Now you're here. Put, putting in the honest day's work, making a living. Yep. You know, it does, it does, it, you're not a millionaire, but it's honest work. You know, someone once called me, not a, get it. not a joke, the dictionary definition of straight edge. And I said, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm, I'm down with that. You call me much worse. It's true. I'm as, I'm as mild as they come. That is true. But anyway, how are you two rock and rollers doing? Living life Good. on the edge. Oh my god! Whoa. Uh, I came home today and they took off the like inner inner layer of oh plastic my on my apartment. I Wait, think it's happening. There's just, still one. There's still an outer layer of plastic that is blocking blocking the sunlight from me. But I think this is like a good sign. So you uh, just now see scaffolding. Right, right. Scaffolding and the plastic on the outside of the scaffolding. Does more like it in, or do you not know yet? Uh, it's, it's hard to say it like, it, it almost f- felt like it did, but it was like six o'clock today when I was here. So when I was here and the sun was still up, so, so I don't know. Maybe it was the glory, like the glow you were sort of 
infatuated. I was, I, was, I was just too excited. I could see two feet farther than I could see before. <laughs> it felt it felt like a, I don't know, an expanse. The expanse. <laughs> the 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 final frontier. Outside of <laughs> Colby's outside window. Outside of my apartment. Yeah. I'm really excited. I hope uh, I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like this is like the worst time of year anyways, like March to February. I'm just I'm I'm my worst self in March to mm-hmm. February. And like adding on top of that. My apartment being closed off from the light and I haven't been able to open the windows because it's so dusty out there because they're doing like masonry. It's like if you open the windows, just dust like cement dust pours in. Um, are you typically not a winter person or you just get tired of winter? I like the beginning of winter, but the end mm-hmm. of winter, right? When winter feels like it should be over, but it's not yet. Mm-hmm. AKA March. <laughs> uh, that's when I start. I start to lose it. Like, I feel like I'm I'm totally fine with like pre January winter. Even January is OK. But like it starts to go downhill in February. It's when I it's, it's, it's when this I start the to first break, year so. I've. I've gotten uh, fed up with winter. Mm. I'm done. I'm done. What what did it for you? Uh, getting sick two times and it being still cold in March. That's and it, the, the the snow. Oh yeah. The snow is fine. Actually, it's just the cold. If the snow actually makes it better, I would rather have cold snow than no snow, and it be cold. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of bugged me because this. At least the sun's been out a little bit, and it's still really cold, which which doesn't make any sense to me. That's where it starts to get annoying. But I'm more of a, you know, it's funny too that you mentioned that this time of year actually doesn't doesn't kill me as much. I'm much more. I find the fall to be much worse than the spring. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I've already been doing three months of winter. I'm already I'm thickening it. I'm th- I'm thickening it, so I just ride it out at this point. But going into it, where it starts to get dark and it starts to get cold, then I start to get bummed out. Mm. So, but I agree. This is March is a tough month because there are no real holidays. It's it's a long month, even calendar wise. It ends up being like five weeks long, just on in terms <laughs> of on paper. Uh, right. It's it's a it's a rough month. Right. Ugh, March. But it's almost over. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's gonna be April soon. Man, April, what a Slightly better month. <laughs> An incremental improvement. It is. It is. And I have a feeling May might be even a little better. I think you're right about that. Have you guys started thinking up any big summer plans? Um, Uh-oh. yes. Oh, I know that look on Dan's face. No, it's funny because I was literally just looking at summer plans uh, before we were going on the air. I'm going to Portland and Seattle and Vancouver in June. What? Uh, Maine or Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I like to imagine that he goes to Portland, Maine, and then to Seattle and to <laughs> and Vancouver. Vancouver. I just really like Portland, Maine. <laughs> like, I guess I could go to the other Portland while I'm there. I wonder how many other Portlands there are in the country. You could you could do a, do a Portland vacation. I imagine hit, several. Hit all of them. Uh, I met someone in Ireland who... And, you know, the Europeans have these crazy long summer vacations. For their summer vacation, they went to every place in the United States named Dublin. Oh, I bet there are a lot. Yeah, there are, like, there are at least eight. And they're not nearby one another. (laughs) Otherwise, that would be really confusing. Uh, So, yeah, we could probably do that for Portland. I was just looking at tickets to a concert in Nantucket, and I didn't know where Nantucket was. Now I do. It's like the uh, Cape or something, right? That's Massachusetts. Yeah, it's, it's even further east than Martha's Vineyard. And oh, Nantucket's an island. Yes. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I would have. I would have said the same thing as you, Colby. I had no idea what Nantucket was. I know it's like Massachusetts ocean shit. That's all I know. <laughs> that's that's what the locals call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what concert is that? I just sent you a link to their their video, Colby. Oh, oh! I saw the link. I didn't have a chance to prime your pump. (laughs) See if I can get you prime the pump. I mean, you have had success before in the past, so 
The, the key I found, I like to suggest things to people, and I take great pride in suggesting things at a very low hit rate, or rather, a very low miss rate. <laughs> uh, but it, it takes a lot of work to keep that up. Mm-hmm. And to keep up of, your low miss rate. Right, and it takes a lot of restraint. Mm. Yeah, you're not that guy who's like, you gotta see this YouTube video, it's so funny! You know, like, you're not, you're a tastemaker. Uh, for very small amounts of people. <laughs> a select group of people. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, I look I look forward to, to checking that out. I'm going to Stockholm in June for work. Oh, that's lovely. Awesome. But I might, I don't know, might do something else since I'm flying over there on, on someone else's dollar. It seems like the right thing to do. But we'll see. Yeah, what, what are you thinking? That is, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I only in like the last, uh, I guess, two weeks maybe found out that I was going to the Stockholm in June and not at a, a different time. So, great. <sighs> well, been, they've got. I mean, that's right near the beach, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> sort of. So I don't really know. I've been told that area of Sweden is like an archipelago, like. There is water, but it's not like on the ocean exactly. Mm. There's like a butt ton of islands. It's the Baltic Sea, which is kind of like an ocean. Oh, is it? See, Isn't you it? know more than me, Sean. Isn't it? Uh, Sean's time spent in the Netherlands, which is kind of like, sw- which is basically like Sweden, except not at all. Uh, no, I cheated and looked at Google Maps. I couldn't told you where it was. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, but I did go to a beach when I was in the Netherlands, and it was very nice. But they're not even near each other at all. So, you know, your results may vary. Isn't that where Legos from? You should go see where they make the Legos. Isn't that Sweden? Oh, Sweden. Legos from Denmark. That's oh, again, same thing. <laughs> close. It's it's well, I feel all like close. Denmark is closer than the Netherlands. I apologize to all of our fans in the in the Nordic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm jealous, Colby. Maybe I'll meet you there. I can't, though. <laughs> Maybe I'll meet you there. there. I won't, but. <laughs> it, I, it's so tempting. I would. I really want to. I'll. I'll. Uh, I think that's sufficient. In in lieu of you actually meeting me there, uh, really wanting to. Makes yeah. Sense, right? It'll. It'll have to. You go to Trondheim, way Where's up north. That? Of course. Whoa. I don't know. I I look forward to hopefully going back there in the winter sometime because apparently people some people from, that I work with were there in the last couple of weeks and apparently they don't like shovel the sidewalks really they like they, they don't or and they don't use salt or anything what they do is like they sort of shovel a path in the snow and then they put down like gravel to make like a new sidewalk just on top of the snow neat and they just leave it. And I, I, I really want to see see what I like. I've had it like described to me with words, but I, I'd like to see that in action. It sounds cool. You got to bring some of those ideas back to Boston, you know, intro- introduce <laughs> right? it to the city. Indeed. They could use it. Well, that's exciting. Indeed. Yeah, it should be cool. Go. Uh, I don't know what you do in Sweden. I'm eat fish, I'm sure. Yeah. The only thing I've I've been told I have to do there is there's a museum with a boat that it was like a boat that sank in the harbor or something. And then okay, they, yeah. they apparently like they they dragged it up and like built a museum around it. And it's supposed to be really cool. Very nice. Wow. We got a couple world travelers here. Indeed. What about you, Sean? No, I don't have any plans. <laughs> no, I don't have any plans. I'm going to go I, to... You gonna go to Amish country again? I would love to. I would love to. Maybe, maybe. I thought about it. The other, so I, I, I want to do something, but I'm far too lazy to actually get around to booking it. Like that's mm-hmm. the hard part. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was looking the other day at some stuff, but I don't think I'll ever get around to actually doing it. I haven't had a like personal vacation in like seven years. So it's a long time. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not, you know me, I'm not a big travel guy or vacation, but like my, my idea of a vacation would probably be finding a cabin remotely in the woods and then just going there by myself without a phone or a computer or a television and just 
read a book and do Sudoku for a couple days. Maybe I will do that. I don't know. I, I really... I have come to the realization that I, I, I'm i really getting sick of looking at screens all the time, which uh-huh. is sad because that's the only skill I have in life. <laughs> so it's really a, a catch-22 at this point. Um, because you need to reinvent yourself. Maybe. 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 What, Dan, what, what do you think I could do that doesn't involve screens? You, you've known mm-hmm. me for many years. I think you could be a uh, museum guide. Okay, sure. That sounds fun. I no could do it, but then you, but you got to know a lot about museum stuff. You can learn it on the job. <laughs> you think I just start like one day? This is Sean. He's training, so go easy on him. And I just have to like figure out the stuff. I think this is a boat. I'm yeah. pretty sure. It looks like a boat, right? I mean, it's old. It's really old. I mean, it's you know, it's from here or not? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, no, that's a good idea. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. One of those uh, a hot dog salesman at a baseball stadium. No, I don't. You know what? I don't really have the strength to carry those big heavy boxes around. <laughs> that I have a That's physical you limitation. Have, you've got the harness. I don't. I. You know, I'm very concerned about the sort of OSHA safety. You could. A lot of those guys do it. They put it on their head. You could do that. That's then it's it's. If it you see my head, it's very soft. It's very <laughs> soft. It's very soft. But I like that we're thinking. I mean, you know, I think as a crazy person, I'd make a great psychologist, maybe. Hmm. You know, takes one to know one. That could be cool. That's Uh, an option. I hear hear some education is required to do that sort of thing. Mm, That's the problem with most jobs, is they require education and experience. You could be like a palm reader or something. That's like... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I could. (laughs) Yeah, that counts. Maybe... It requires screens, but I could become a professional Fiverr on Fiverr. That's, that's true. And <laughs> offer various skills for $5. Yes. You know, and just try and do it in mass. What do you think is the the the, the most uh, lucrative Fiverr task that, that you can do? I, uh, I, uh, I was going to have an inappropriate answer to that, so I won't say it, but... Um, I, you know, there are certain things people do on webcams that are very lucrative, but I'm not going to do that. that, that oh, that's, that's, I, I, not, I, that's not a category. No, what I was, I was asking like things you would do for $5, right? Like what is it? What kind of things could you do for $5 that are like the least effort to most, most like best margins, like best mo- the bank money for your time, <laughs> Uh, probably voiceover work, I think would be probably something I could, you know, but yeah. like the low, like Look, not like movies, I low rent promote stuff. and advertise your podcast. Yeah. I'll tweet Level for you. Seller from Bangladesh. Five bucks. I mean, I, I'm paid a lot more than $5 to tweet now. So why not do it for $5? Our <laughs> right. chat room says I should be a pro twitcher. I don't know what that means, but... I maybe that's when you've looked at a screen song, you just start twitching. Well, that's I was about to say that kind of defeats the purpose of not looking at a stream at a screen to be a professional that screen looker. That would be impressive, though. If you could be a professional Twitch streamer and not look at a screen at all. Well, that's then at that point, you're just like a life caster, right? Where you're yeah. just like broadcasting non-computer stuff. Yeah, you, here's I would what you love. Should do. Here's what you yeah. should do. Broadcast yourself living in a cabin or reading a book in the middle of nowhere with no other visible technology except oh, the camera itself. That sounds like I'd make so much money doing that. I bet with some luck that that could hit it really big for a couple days. Actually, if I were better at cooking, I would love to do a, a cooking show from my house. Yeah, I think you could do that. You, that see, would be fun. You are a good speaker, so that's why I'm going at these like museum yeah. uh, tour, tour guide. guides. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I think cooking show host is a great one because it, yeah, here's the thing though with the cooking show host, you don't actually have to be good at cooking. Right. As long as you have someone with you who is good. Yeah, you have the team and you put in the raw chicken and then you pull out the already cooked one, you know, a little bit of TV magic. (laughs) Yeah. The sparkles across the screen. Yes. You know, you guys have given me so much to think about and I appreciate it. Thanks to you guys and everyone watching live with with these great tips. Um, Because, uh, 
I'm really going to move my life forward. Uh, For now, I will continue to write tweets. But until then, (laughs) we will continue on. Um, Maybe we'll pivot a little bit to some tech news. How's that? Yeah, let's let's do that. Maybe I could read tech news for a living. I don't know. Let's find out right now. Uh, We've got a lot of stories here in the rundown. Gentlemen, from some of the biggest players in tech, any particular story you guys want to start with? Let's start with Goober. Yes, Goober, follow digga digga follow up from last week. Uh, we talked about Uber's self-driving car accident in Arizona. A woman killed when struck by a self-driving car. Uh, and there's a little bit more research that's gone into this. Turns out Uber not super great at the uh, the self-driving car stuff. Uh, a lot of information, you remember that big lawsuit, Waymo versus Uber. Uh, a lot of documents came out in the process of that lawsuit. Turns out that um, as a point of comparison, Waymo, which is Google's self-driving car project, said in tests in California last year, its cars went an average of nearly 5,600 miles before the driver had to take control to steer out of trouble. Okay, 5,600 miles. Uber, on the other hand, was struggling to meet a target of 13 miles per intervention in Arizona, according to 100 pages of company documents obtained by the New York Times. Um, There are other self-driving car companies with much larger numbers as well. There was also pressure to live up to the goal to offer a driverless car service by the end of the year and impress top executives. Um, Apparently, I'm scrolling through New York Times, did a really great article on this, as they are ones to do. Um, that's, that's disappointing to hear, but I guess not, not surprising. It is Uber after all. Yes. (laughs) No, Um, I'm sorry. This New York Times article has a lot more words in it than our usual Verge article. So it's taking me a a, a bit longer to scan through it. Yeah, I was, I was surprised to hear that they were, felt this kind of pressure. I'm not surprised that they were being pressured, but uh, the impression I've gotten from Uber's self-driving car people is that they were a separate group from like the rest of the business and, you know, not tied into a lot of the crazy political stuff that Twitter's doing on the local level. So I thought that they might be, you know, different. Yeah, and I mean, there are additional issues with it as well. Uh, Uber had a dual operator, so they would have two humans in the car at a time. Uh, they moved to a single operator. Some uh, employees expressed safety concerns, um, worried that driving solo would make it harder to remain alert during hours of monotonous driving. They also developed an app mounted on an iPad in the car's middle console for drivers to alert engineers to problems, and they could use the app anytime without shifting the car out of autonomous mode, which means their hands weren't near the wheel in the event of an accident. Um, Waymo, as a point of comparison, has a button on the steering wheel for drivers to create an audio explanation. Um, there have also been Uber drivers fired for falling asleep at the wheel. One was air drumming as the autonomous car drove through an intersection. <laughs> Um, and other such issues. So clearly Uber had their pedal there to use a car term, the pedal to the metal on this project um, and trying desperately to to push it forward and hit very aggressive goals. Here's the thing with the, the driver assist though, the, the better it works, the less likely the driver assist is going to be able to intervene because they're not going to be paying attention. They'll be complacent. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's true. So I don't. I don't know that I blame them. No, and I think the the sort of overwhelming articles I've read on this is that even with all this sketchy Uber stuff, it's still likely this woman would have gotten hit by a regular car. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's still early in the investigation, but it still seems as though it's not necessarily the self driving car's fault. However, there are still issues with the way Uber is going about. Well, their business. I think what. What you know, the promise of the self-driving car is that it would it would be more safe than a human driver in these sorts of situations. In theory. Right. So I, what I would love to know is why 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 it couldn't why it fell into the same trap that a human would fall into. Sure. Sure. I mean, I I I agree with that theory. Of course, I, I would also argue no vehicle can be one hundred percent safe. No. Um, yeah. And there will be situations. The car was going the speed limit. Um, I, I guess the real question will be, could it detect this woman in time to have stopped the vehicle? Um, and if it didn't, why didn't it? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Huh. Sigh. 
So there you go. Keep an eye out for Uber self-driving cars and don't walk in front of them. <laughs> um, as of this moment, Uber has paused all tests nationwide. Toyota as well paused their self-driving car initiative. Um, but other companies like Waymo continue to test in limited situations um, at the moment. Interesting. So we'll, we'll see if they if and when they pick that back up. I'm sure they will at some point. Did their new CEO have anything to say about this? Um, their new CEO uh, was bummed about it. Sure. Okay. Uh, but no, I mean, part of it, you know, uh, they said here, uh, well, an Uber spokesman, safety is our primary concern every step of the way. We're heartbroken by, by what happened last week. You know, that sort of mm-hmm. with autonomy, the edge cases kill you. So you've got to build out for all edge cases, which makes it a very difficult problem. So. Yep. Um, it's interesting. I like this, this paragraph from the article about, um, the, their new CEO was expected to visit Arizona in April, uh, and leaders of the company's development group in the Phoenix area wanted to give him a glitch free ride in an autonomous car. The trip was called milestone one confidence. (laughs) So ironically did not happen. Right. And will not at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, All right. I feel like it's pretty unfortunate to be the the first the first uh, one that this happens to. Yes, not a good distinction. Nope, it was going to be somebody. It was. It wasn't an if. It was a when. Yep. Also, it sucks to be the first company that has this happen. It could have been any of these uh, companies. It could have been, but it is interesting that it was them. Yes. You know? You know, well, is 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 that is that bad luck, or could be something else? I guess what we'll I, yeah. I don't if if the if it's true that they were feeling all this pressure to go to market, then I think that Uber could be very easily blamed for this. But if not, and I hope that's not true, then yeah, I I'd be willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. As, well, as as uh, foolish as that may seem in Uber's case. Well, did you guys, this is a bit off topic, uh, and I doubt you saw this, but are you guys familiar with Verduct, the no. the water, the insane water slide that was built a few years ago at Schlitterbahn that, that, uh, I, I, what? okay, You're all right, saying so, words. okay, I'm getting off to, but this is just, I love this story and I'll bring it up for no reason. So there is a chain of water parks. It was started in Texas and now they're in the South called Schlitterbahn, which is German for water park, I think, or something okay. like that. Well, it wouldn't be like... Schlitterbahn something road I I it's Schlitterbahn is the name of the water park that's I don't know what it means but okay. it's German German themed and at one of their parks they wanted to build the bonkerest water slide ever made no joke so they made a water slide that is insanely tall and you come down and then there's like a hill where you actually get some air and then you go down the other end of it and you can, uh. it's called it was called Verduct and I'll see if I can put a picture um V-E-R, uh, Verduct? Verducken? Oh, Verruckt. V-E-R-R-U-C-K-T. Um, and it's, uh, a young man went on it, and, uh, not to make light of the situation, but went flying out of his safety restraint and was literally decapitated. Now, uh, this was, uh, two or three years ago. Now, that's not necessarily the interesting part of the story. Uh, it came out in a lawsuit that the family filed against the water park that no engineer was involved in the building of this water slide. And the way they tested it was just by putting sandbags down. And then when they kept flying off in dangerous ways, they tweaked the angle of the water slide. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal was to make a slide so crazy it would get them attention on television. So wait, how do you build something like that without any engineers? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's you just ask a... Uh, I got to see if there was a really great uh, summary here. Let me see if I can open this up here. Uh, the Schlitterbahn Vacation Village Operations Director recklessly ignored safety standards... Uh, warnings from engineers and their own lack of experience when designing Verduct, a nearly 169-foot water slide that sent riders up a second hill at roughly 70 miles per hour. Um, That's crazy. There were a number of injuries. It says here, 
The indictment said investigators found no records that any dynamic engineering calculations had ever been performed on Verduct. Um, it also there, s- there yeah. isn't like a like a certification process for amusement parks or anything. Apparently not. That's... Apparently not. They were they were allowed to open this thing to the public. It was open for a few months before this accident happened. That's crazy. That's concerning. I don't go to a lot of water parks, but... But if you did... I'm gonna... Yeah. I, no one's checking to make sure it's okay? Well, do they have this for roller coasters? Or I wonder if this is different for water parks. It's, it's, it's You know what's funny about theme park laws? They're state by state. So oh, I don't know how man. it's different in... Because uh, this get particular big sh- out of our theme parks. <laughs> well, you know this this particular Schlitterbahn was in Kansas, uh, and so I don't <laughs> I don't know what their water park rules are there. No, you are supposed to have engineers look at these kind of things. Um, but I apparently they were allowed to open it. Wow. And relied quote almost entirely on crude trial and error methods. Mm. To be fair, so. that's how I do a lot of my engineering. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but. Could be easily described as crude trial and error <laughs> methods. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I like to think that the stakes are lower. Yes. Mm, no kidding. Anyway, this this uh, Uber made me think of this, where it's like, no, just build it. It's just got to be insane, and just we'll just make it crazy, and don't don't worry about it. Just build it. It'll right. be fine. Um. Yeah, and so you know. Verduct, and then it has since been dismantled. So don't worry, no, no one else will ever ride on it again. Accidentally go on that. Yep. Yep. Well, so. good. Anyway, small small digression right. there. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of morbid news. Yeah. Hey guys, come on, let's talk about something more positive. What's what's in here that's good? That's making you feel good. You know what, Sean? I feel like you really want to talk about CDs and vinyl being back. I, You're a I CD wouldn't say guy. I, I am a CD guy. Actually, I'm, I got to go buy more CDs. I haven't bought CDs in a while. That's the only reason I haven't bought a new car is because I one it won't. That's the last CD player I own is my car. <laughs> so you, know, you can get CD players. They're, it's tough. Oh no! Yeah, you got to be real, real picky about what cars you get. It's, no, 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 it's no, not I mean, a like standard option house. anymore. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I could, um, but I, I don't. Um, I have to get a CD player compatible with my AirPods. When that exists, then I'm like, because that's how I listen to most of my music. I don't really have good speakers in my house. You just need one of those so. battery-powered uh, headphone jack to Bluetooth converters, plug it into a Walkman, and you're good. <laughs> I, I do actually, in that closet over there, I have my Sony Discman from <laughs> 15 years ago. There you go. You're almost so, there. I think it still works. Need some batteries. Uh, no, apparently... Well, this article's a little misleading. CDs and vinyl are more popular than digital downloads once again. That is technically true. Physical media uh, brought in $1.5 billion in 2017 compared to digital downloads that fell to $1.3 billion last year. However, that is a bit misleading because more than half of the music industry's revenue came from streaming for the first time, which is different from digital downloads. Uh... Nearly two-thirds of all revenue, uh, over $5.7 billion came in from streaming, an increase of 43% year over year. Uh, interestingly enough, and you guys might find this interesting, especially you, Colby, um, a large portion of that is subscription services like Spotify or Apple Music, but a l- very large growing percentage of that is what they call limited-tier paid subscriptions. So things like pandora plus where you're just getting rid of ads but you're not getting a full streaming service or mm-hmm. the amazon four dollar a month subscription that only works on an echo those represented 14 percent of the subscription market in 2017 up from 11 percent in 2016 that's a, a worth about 600 million dollars that alone is bigger than vinyl well neat yep paid subscription was up 55 percent and ad supported streaming revenue was up 35 percent how much music what percent up was vinyl do they have that um i would have to no it doesn't say okay it doesn't this article doesn't break it down i'd have to find those numbers but yeah so 
That's cool. There you go. Things are changing. Hi. They are. Well, it's it's the uh, the overall revenue growth for the music industry grew for the second year in a row, bringing it to a grand total of eight point seven billion dollars. Great, more music. So, yeah. So, I mean, guys, what's what's the future here? Is it is it cassette tapes? Is it is it is it vinyl and CD? Is, I, is the... I looked up what an eight track was the other day, and it, it looks so cool. That's, you've never that's you've never seen an eight track? Hardware. No, I've listened to eight track. Wow, apparently They're it great. sounds really bad. Oh, uh, it's awful. It's like a shittier cassette, but that you can't fast forward. It looks really oh. cool. This is not what I thought it was. Me either. Wow. Yeah, they're like they're they're like big cassettes, big giant cassettes. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Not a you know it's it's the laser disc of its day, a very <laughs> short lived bad idea format. <laughs> um, laser but. disc. You remember yeah, man, remember MP3 CDs. Mm-hmm. I bur- I still burn MP3 CDs. Really? They play great in my car. Oh yeah. wow, you got a fancy yeah. car. I do. Cutting edge. <laughs> Cutting edge. I remember what was it? The Sony mini discs, like the yeah. little tiny floppies. Yeah. Those were a thing for a little while. That's crazy. Gosh, so many bad formats. Zip discs. Now we're really getting off topic. Yes. Um, hundred megabytes. I remember those. <laughs> They were so you know, many megabytes. They were so thick. Big. Oh my god. Those are also really cool. Chunk. Yeah. Such yeah, a satisfying sound. No, but that was I was going to ask you guys. Is is the digital download dying? Is everything going to is streaming the future? Or is there still a place for the individually purchased and and properly owned uh, digital song and album? Here, well, okay. I think people are always going to buy music, right? Uh, how, whatever form that takes. And I think people will always want to buy it physically and digitally. So I think, yes, it will always be a thing that you'll have to offer. And maybe even something like, oh, you buy the CD, you get like the digital download for free or something. Hmm. To sort of take the edge off the fact that oh I like I want to support this band and give them more money and get the like the, the liner notes and the the jewel case, but I also want to be able to listen to it on my iPhone. They're like, great, well you can have it both ways. Yep. And uh, yeah, Colby wasn't here for this. I remember because I didn't feel as bad about going on this on this rant. But like, uh. While the music companies are making a buttload of money from these uh, subscription services, the artists are making no money from these subscription services. So, uh, I'll, some artists—I won't—I I wouldn't say a lot. I definitely know of some artists who don't who take their music off of subscription services and just sell their music directly through like Shopify. Or to only have like one song or just one of their albums up as as a uh, marketing tool. Yeah. Well, I I kind of you know we've been saying forever you know oh when is Netflix going to kill the movie theater and you know when is when is when is tele when is HBO going to kill television and it's like you know I I just think that you'll always have everything in a lot of different formats. I don't think that there's any one that's going to win out. I will say from a consumer standpoint, I think a subscription is the most convenient way for a consumer to access music. And I think that will forever be a an advantage that will be hard to beat in physical or even in digital downloads. So I'm not surprised that digital, that's... Yeah. What, here, here's my crazy idea that I've thought about for five seconds. Okay. Spe- speaking <laughs> Sounds of crazy. Sean being a Twitch streamer, maybe what like the subscription services should do is be like... Yeah, you pay us, you know, you pay us ten dollars a month, and you get access to the whole catalog. Uh, but you can also give us more money that goes like directly to the artist. So you could set up like like a Patreon style thing, like, hey, you get, uh, you pay this band five dollars a month, and you get these like these extra this extra content. You get maybe uh, updates or something. I don't know. 
Well, so Smart so you're saying idea. sort kind of kind of like a system where okay, I give you I give the company twenty dollars a month, and then I get to assign where my twenty dollars a month goes. No, so I could be like, okay, I want to give this band five of my twenty dollars, and this band one of my twenty dollars. No, because that breaks the model, <laughs> right? Because Spotify's whole thing, I think, is that they look at what you listen and what all the people listen to and give money to the uh, maybe it doesn't break the model. I think it does though, and give money to the artist based off of how many listens they got, how many tracks. Well, yeah, plays. I mean, in, in my model, you would only be able to listen to the artist you give money to. It's not like oh, I see. Some people don't get no money. Don't get no money. <laughs> don't get no money. Don't get no Spotify money. Yeah, but um, I think that takes that that defeats the point of a streaming service, right? So what I'm getting at is what's the best of both worlds where you can you can use a streaming service and give money directly to the artist. And maybe it's something like Patreon. And the good thing for the streaming services is guess what? They take a cut of those subscriptions. They always do. So they always do. That, that's my idea for Hack Week, Colby. <laughs> okay, Hack Week is next week. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Boom. Unbelievable. Well, there I, you go. Question. Speaking of Netflix killing the movie theater, can someone explain Movie Pass to me? I've yeah. two people have tried and they have not succeeded. Okay, John, I can try. Movie explain Movie Pass to me. Okay, we've talked about it on the show before. Movie Pass is a subscription service where you pay them. A now, of course, they've changed their business model a few times since they've launched, so I'm not sure what they're up to now. But at least at some point, the way it worked, you give them a subscription fee. This I'm not even joking about that. You give them a subscription fee every month, and in exchange for that, you get some amount of access to movie theaters. Now, at one point, it was unlimited. What? Some amount. Some amount. It was unlimited at one point, and then it wasn't, and then it was, well, you can see some movies, but not all movies. They've kind of gone back and forth, but you get access to some amount of movie theater access. I, at one point, it was, they would reimburse you the money, and then at one point, they were mailing you tickets. Like, this isn't even a joke. They kept changing it. But anyway, you pay a fee, and you get a certain amount of access to movie theater. In exchange for that, you have to tell the company all sorts of demographic information about you and what movies you're going to see. And then at one point they were tracking the GPS on your phone to we know what you were doing before and after going show, to theater. Yes. And that was, that was how their business model worked was they believed your data, they could sell to other people for more money than what they were paying you to go see the movies. Does that make sense? What well, you are paying them to go see the movies. Yes, exactly. Your subscription fee and the value of your data would outweigh whatever cost it was for the movie tickets. Right. Uh, okay. Do we know what the cost of one of these subscriptions is? $10 a month? That's bananas. That's less than one movie ticket. Yeah. yeah it... <sighs> what, I, I don't understand your beef. I, I just... Well... If it was $20 a month, I can't imagine going to see one movie a month. Or two. I can't imagine going to see two movies a month. That would be a gargantuan amount of movies. Uh, I guess if it's only one, that makes more sense. And then there was all this, like, you had to do it, like, really far in advance. Or you couldn't, like, do it in advance at all. You had to do it day of. or Or something... Yeah, no, they there were all there are all kinds of rules. You're you're absolutely right. Um, I think MoviePass is going to be what kills the movie theater because this business model is super unsustainable. But if people can go see a movie for seven dollars that would normally cost them fifteen, they're only going to do that. And then all the movie theaters are going to be dependent on MoviePass. It's going to be bad bad times. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a good idea at all. I, I I am not pro their business. I like the idea of an unlimited movie pass. Like my what is it? Uh, Cinemark, the movie chain. They mm -hmm. have a, a a service through them that if you use their app and buy tickets, it's like seven dollars a month, and you get two free tickets and discounted uh, concessions, and you can get a discounted ticket for your friend, and there, you get all sorts of perks and stuff. For paying them a subscription. Like, that makes a little more sense to me. This whole business model seems very convoluted. Yes, I agree. Um, so, did that did that answer your question, Dan? Yes, thank you for explaining it to me. 
no problem. I probably did a better job than they've ever done. Um, yeah, Maybe let's see how we're doing a on job, time. Sean. That's a dream come true. I'm sure they'll still be in business in a year. Uh, we can do one more story if we want, or we can move on to picks. Well, we we're got, already 45 we minutes talk in. About what Apple's going to announce tomorrow? Yeah, in classic, don't panic, good timing. Uh, Apple's having an event tomorrow, and we will what? cover it next month. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. If I, honestly, if I had remembered, I would have suggested we do the show tomorrow night, and I just totally forgot because it's not it's not a it's not like a big deal. This is like one of their rare mini events. Um, it is actually taking place at Lane Technical College Prep High School in Chicago, and it is their education event, which they haven't done since 2012. Uh, it is expected that they will roll out a cheaper iPad that has appeal to the education market. Uh, it may also have an updated cheaper Apple Pencil and new software for the classroom, including an update to iBooks. Now, according to this article, uh, Google's operating systems on Chromebooks or Android tablets held 60% of the education market, and Windows PCs had 22% of the market. So um, Apple just being 17%. A little behind. They sure are, and so this will be a big deal. Um, there's also a new cheaper MacBook, also apparently in the works, although uh, it may not be announced next week, but rather later in June. That doesn't sound too exciting. <laughs> no, it it probably won't be. This is more of a to me. This is more of a PR event than it is a product announcement. You know, Apple's making good. They'll do a lot of like, oh, look at this this skeleton you can rotate in 3D on the iPad and see where the lungs are. Like kind of <laughs> you know, their usual demos. You can practically feel the learning. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that does sound like an Apple commercial. Feel the learning, <laughs> right? With cool music and like the, bright the, colors, the silhouettes and stuff. Feel the learning. Yeah, I would be excited for new actual iPads. Um, but I don't know if those are coming. iPads I've with Face read, ID? Uh, yeah, I've read June and I've I've heard Face ID. Ugh. So. June. Yeah. June. Yeah, yeah. No, this will be, this is all, all, the, all the cheaper stuff. This will be all discount stuff. I am interested in a discount Apple Pencil. I think $100 is kind of... I mean, I know why it's $100, but I also don't know if your average person needs all the features of an Apple I Pencil. I would be very surprised if they had a discount Apple Pencil. What, what features would they take away from it? What features does it have? <laughs> it's super precise. Okay, well, they can make it less precise. <laughs> but you sort of defeats the point. I mean, but Dan, these are like third graders. How precise of a pencil do they need? Listen, I... You, you Apple's all about the, the budding artists, you know. Mm. Yeah, I don't. If, I don't think there's gonna be a. But schools can't afford hundred dollar pencils. They just can't. True. I think they're gonna. Apple should just discount it for schools. Well, they they certainly have the money to. Yeah. They could. Absolutely. Maybe I feel like I feel like the the Apple pencil in its current iteration is like not. You can't give that to like school children and not lose the little like gidgets that just fall <laughs> off of. gidgets yeah say nubbin i like gidgets though the caps and and nubbins and and so you're talking the about tips the the apple crayon yeah well, no i'm not now, saying like i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying children responsive children can't be responsible for like a nice-ish thing but like this thing is like I can barely keep track of these things and I'm the only person who uses mine. Like think of this in a classroom setting where it's like something that is taken out of and put back into storage like multiple times a day. Like all those important bits are just going to be gone. Oh my God. Do you think Apple would be insane enough to have a built-in stylus like Android devices that you no. just pop out? No. Come on. No. Come on. Do it, Apple. Do it. You won't. No. You won't. I think, well, yeah. I think the crayon is an interesting idea because then it doesn't need to be precise because it's bigger. Right? That's true. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe that's what it is. It's like a less, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what utility there is in Apple making a less, like, <laughs> electronic-y fancy 
stylus. I don't know. I have a seven dollar stylus that I love, and and it's not as good as the Apple Pencil. Let me make that sure. Crystal but clear. you also it also never runs out of battery. I'm sure. No, some no. I never no no nubbins to lose. No lightning ports yeah. to plug into. I use I use my Apple Pencil infrequently enough that like the battery is always dead when I want to use it. So like I have to like pre be expecting to use it and then plug it in mm-hmm. and then like use it later. Not that it, it doesn't take a long time to charge, but like still some like. I think Apple could make like a cool. This is going to sound stupid, but Fisher Price iPad, you know, like a like a durable as hell, classic, colorful, like old school Apple colorful, mm. like, like like the 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 rainbow iMacs kind of thing. Right. Like a rubberized iPad. That could waterproof. Be cool. I think that 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 could actually turn it out could. pretty well. Yeah. But unlike I, I it doesn't it have will. to be for if 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 they're hitting this market, it doesn't have to be for. Uh, adults i think you know a glass backed ipad would be a total disaster right aluminum is better uh but even like the the glass screen is sort of uh i don't know i think it's asking a lot these things but i think are going to be in unideal uh environments hostile but i think Part of the issue, so I'm just trying to think, we talked about getting the Apple Pencil cheaper. I mean, how do you get the iPad cheaper, right? And I think the only way they get away with doing that, and we've seen this with all the, as they, as the old iPhones get sort of retired out of commission, they get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper until they don't exist anymore. And the reason they can get cheaper is because they've been making them so long, all the material is set and the supply chain is set and, and, and they've gotten the cost down where it's affordable enough. I think a redesigned iPad sort of, defeats that i would expect this to just be an older model ipad with with a better processor in it that costs some pennies to make because they've been making it for five years like for them to retool the entire ipad i can't imagine they could sell that at a cheaper price even with cheaper materials apple could that would sell it at whatever price it wants to right um but yes i agree that History has shown that they would like to make money off of everything they sell. I don't think, though, that they, if their goal is to capture the education market, selling an iPad Air 2 is not going to do it. Yeah. I feel like there are, like, design constraints for for that, for for a a classroom environment that the... The current iPads just like don't. That no iPad has ever accommodated. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think. I think it'll be an interesting announcement. To me, the biggest issue Apple has, frankly, is not the hardware. I don't think the hardware is the problem because mm. I think if schools really wanted iPads, they'd get iPads. The problem is, Google and Chrome have very good cloud services attached to them and they have gmail and google docs and drive and all these sorts of things and apple has some loose equivalent of those that is not as well defined or thought out as google's are and i think that's what schools like even more so than the hardware because when it comes to google's hardware not great hardware i mean they're just buying whatever off-the-shelf acer chromebooks cost 150 bucks a piece and then they throw them away every year because the kids destroy them and then the the all their stuff is in the cloud services so like it doesn't matter that you throw away the chromebooks when they when they get destroyed it it because it's not on the chromebook yeah, that's probably I mean, the, true. The people who are making these decisions are, the, you know, the the IT administrators of these schools, and they want whatever's easiest for them to manage. And frankly, I don't even know, you know, Google's got all sorts of tools to manage user accounts. I don't even know how, how you do it with Apple. I'm sure there is a way, because, but I, I just think that's that's what, for me to sit here as somebody who shouldn't have an opinion on this, but I have one anyway, <laughs> for them to impress me at tomorrow's event, it's not about the hardware. It's about the software. And it's about what what tools and what services are they offering these schools that will make them say, wow, you've made our students' lives easier and not just shinier and cooler. Mm. Right. I think you're right about that, Sean. I think you're right. <sighs> but we will see... The events tomorrow. I don't know if they're doing a big. They're not live streaming. Stream. No, no. So 
You read the article. You know what? Just don't read anything about it until next Monday. We can, yeah, we can do a live, live reveal on the air. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. It'll and be like when... If we convince everyone else not to read about it until next Monday, too, it'll be surpri- uh, no spoilers for everybody. Full media blackout, mute Twitter, don't read anything, and we'll have the full scoop next It'll week, be in we'll your promise. cabin. Yeah, <laughs> yes, no screens, just <laughs> you and nature. <laughs> oh my god there's so there's so many weird cabins in the woods on airbnb uh but that's another there are story. also so many great cabins in the woods on airbnb that's true that's true i can't disagree with that uh all right we're gonna move on to the picks part of the show the part where we each bring something we want to share with the world and uh i'm at the top of the list so i suppose i will go first and uh i'm gonna do a mini pick in front of my regular pick i saw the shape of water this weekend mm-hmm Excellent. Yeah. People should go see that. Amazing. I heard it was really I weird. Was, oh, it is weird in all the ways I liked. What What were it like? What? Okay, interesting. Like, like really great acting from really great actors, which isn't weird, but I like that. Uh, it had this like hyper stylized 1960s-ness to it that mm-hmm. I was a big fan of. Just like this, the, the art direction of it was really great. The music was really good throughout. The score was excellent. Um, the makeup was really good. Doug Jones was great as the fish man. Yeah, but okay. All right. Yeah. Hi- highly recommend. Oh. It, it it's it's probably it's got to be one of the weirdest best picture winners ever. It's got to be up there cuz it is you watch that and you're going to be like I don't know why that won the best <laughs> picture, but it's a great movie. So anyway, that's my mini pick. Go go see The Shape of Water. For my actual pick this week, you may remember a couple weeks ago, Colby was talking about his robot vacuum mm-hmm. and uh, talking about it. And I said, gosh, you know what would be fun? Maybe I should get a a robot vacuum. And I mistakenly follow the Wirecutters Deals Twitter account, mm. which has cost me a lot of money over the years. And uh, one of their picks went on sale, and I bought it. I'm not allowed to have pets in my apartment, so I did the next best thing. I bought a robot vacuum cleaner, the Eufy RoboVac. Aw, Eufy. Eufy. My, when my brother came over to my house, and he's like, what is that? I'm like, it's a robot vacuum cleaner. He's like, is it a Roomba? I'm like, no, it's not a Roomba. It's a Eufy. <laughs> How dare you? And he's like, what the hell's a Eufy? Uh, and I said, don't. Don't worry about it. Don't ask. It's not It's not worth it. Uh, so the Eufy uh, is the wire cutters sort of... Um, Oh, they just, god damn it, they just updated their pick. <laughs> like, literally three days ago, and they changed it, and it's not their pick anymore. Oh, yeah. no. They just pulled the rug out from under you, Sean. Every every damn time. Are you going to get the new one now? Is Can you gay? still return your Yuffie? <laughs> I'm going to have to look oh, into that. That's Yuffie. really upsetting. We still love Anyway. Yuffie. Well, I was going to talk about the Yuffie. The Yuffie's fine. The Yuffie's a fun <laughs> robot. It's a, it's a bit more of a discounted robot, although I I spent much, much, I spent about half of what it's on Amazon for at the moment, so don't pay full price. But um, what's weird about the Yuffie is the Yuffie does not vacuum in straight lines. It, it has the most erratic, I thought it was broken at first. It didn't make any sense. And it still doesn't because I think there are spots it just doesn't vacuum. Um, and it makes my carpet have all these weird line track marks all over them and all zigzag. It looks like a drunk person vacuumed my house. That's kind of what the Roomba does too. Uh, but it does a pretty good job. It knocked over my dining room chairs a couple times, which I shocked it was powerful enough to do. Yeah. Uh, And it gets, it gets stuck a bunch. Um, but for the most part, it does a pretty adequate job. So it's kind of like a half pick, I guess. I wouldn't say run out and buy one. But if you don't want to pay pull, uh, pay full Roomba prices, um, it's a fine vacuum. You probably should just get their new pick. The pro- the biggest problem with the Eufy is it has no smart features. It just you just turn it on and off, so you can't control where it goes. It's got no Wi-Fi. It barely has a timer, so it is the bare bonesiest. <laughs> yeah, that's what the Roomba I have doesn't have. It's not connected. It just has a button, and you can set a timer somehow, which I've never done. I just yeah. I still find it convenient enough to just like press the button and like let it go when I leave the house or something. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it does. I mean, you guys have been to my place. I've got decent square footage on my first floor and it does a pretty good job of covering all of it. So um, it is it is nice. I like having a robot vacuum cleaner. Is the Eufy the right one for you? Eh, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm picking I'm picking robot vacuum cleaners in general. 
the Yuffie is but one of them. So there you go. That is my pick. Uh, Dan, how about you? Yeah. Uh, I finished the Expanse book last weekend, the new Expanse book, so I need a new book to read. And this one had been sitting in my to-do list for a while, so I picked it up because it is now a major motion picture movie, Annihilation. Uh, Sean, if you liked weird movies, you might like this. This is a really weird Mm. book. I guess it's science fiction. Uh, I guess it's not too much of a spoiler to give away the premise. The premise is that there's like this area somewhere i guess it's earth although it's you know it's not really clear uh and weird things happen there there's uh so they send expeditions over into this area to 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 try to figure out what's going on but uh very few people return when they do return they like lose their minds so you this book covers one of these expeditions trip into area x uh, and what happens to them, and like these, these, it's just like a very symbolic and very uh, cerebral book. It's not a lot of like, and then the monster came around the corner, and we we fired a bunch of bullets, and nothing happened. And it's like, and then I found a picture of this this person, and I didn't recognize who they were, and uh, like it's it's more like it's like science fiction symbolic mystery stuff like what what does all of this mean what is the meaning behind this scene is a question you have to keep asking yourself so i really liked it it's actually a pretty short read i don't know how many pages it is but i was able to read it in like half a day uh and i got pretty into it so check out annihilation there's another book that i'm starting to read now and there's a third book uh and i'll try to go see the movie maybe i'll get a seven dollar movie pass and uh Check it out. There you go. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know the movie was well reviewed, so um, very neat. Annihilation. We'll have a link to that on the website, as we do with all the picks. Um, we were looking. You know, it's funny too. We were looking for uh, for a fiction book to read for the Up for Debate ah. book club. So maybe maybe we'll read that. I, I said we should go to Dan. He's a tastemaker. He knows. <laughs> well, he'll, he'll set us if, up. if a movie's already been made, I, I really don't think I can take the title of tastemaker for this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Colby, do you have a pick for us this week? Nah. <laughs> okay. Um, I looked at my Amazon history. I've, I haven't bought anything in like a month and a half. It's been a month and a half since I ordered something from Amazon, which is crazy. I feel like I, That's I have probably so much a good money. Thing. Um, I'm not going to have money because I owe money to the government, but but like. You got it's a any. Good thing. Any, any like articles of clothing or food? Uh, any any local hot spots local that hot maybe spot. maybe fans in Boston could check out? Oh, I did watch Silicon Valley's back on. I watched that last night with Emily. It was it was good. It was funny. I haven't watched it yet. I mean, uh, it's good. We're back. I think so. It's like uh, we were we were discussing. Or it's sort of lamenting the the loss of uh, what's the main character's name? T.J. Miller's character? No, the other guy. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the first season guy? And the guy with the no, guy with the you? red hair. The guy in what? The guy who's like the 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 CEO of the company. T.J. Miller's early red guy. hair. Or maybe he doesn't have red hair. He has like curly <laughs> hair. He's like the guy. The guy the whole show's about. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched it? Thomas Middleditch? Yeah, yeah, but like his character's name. Uh, I don't know. Jared. Uh, uh, Frank. No, it's not Jared. No, that's... In any case. Dinesh. It's Dinesh. <laughs> no, Dinesh is a different one. No. I don't know. Like, yeah. you're, it, 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 in the earlier seasons, he was like, sort of did dumb things and was like, but was like, kind of like naive and, 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 uh, like idealistic. And like, now he's just, he still does dumb things, but he's kind of like a shark. Um, he kind of became a bit of like a, a dick, like unlikable. Yeah, he right. became that's, last season. That, he became, I, I couldn't that's agree exactly more. What I it was upsetting. Yes. Yeah, he became a bad oh, guy. Oh, real real time real time updates. It's Richard Hendricks. That's like the, the there you uh, 
So memorable. We named literally every other character. <laughs> no, we didn't name um, And by the way, I don't know if you stay tuned after Silicon Valley. I'm sure you didn't you watch you didn't watch live. Uh, but the, they premiered Bill Hader's new show, Barry. Have you have you seen the oh, promotions for this? I've seen, I've seen the ads. Yeah, I haven't seen where where he plays a, a hitman who decides to become an actor. But it's like it, you've been warned. It is like sixty percent serious, forty percent comedy. Like it's not a straight comedy. Uh, that's too you've bad. You've been warned, but it's very good. Okay, I watched it and I enjoyed is it. Is there one one episode out? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but it's just don't be surprised. It's got an a bit of an unusual tone, but not in a bad way, I would say. And Bill Hader's excellent in it, so. That might be something to check out. Nice. Great. Well, Silicon Valley, check it out. It's back. It's back. Sweet. Yeah, HBO's got a lot of stuff coming out. So that's a good time to be an HBO subscriber. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We've done it. Another one in the can. We're finished. Uh, thanks, folks, for joining us. Of course, our website is don'tpanic.io. These guys built it, so do them a favor and go check it out. It's got all of our episodes, the audio, the video, the pics will all be linked there. And, of course, information on where you can subscribe, anywhere you have podcasts, Overcast, iTunes, any of the major players, we're there. Um, you can also get the video version on YouTube at youtube.com slash don'tpanicshow. Of course, uh, you can get in contact with us at don'tpanicshow on Twitter. It's a great place to follow us to know when we go live Monday nights. And uh, via email, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. I will, as always, quickly plug the other programs we do, including Game Nights, where we're playing Dungeons & Dragons. We just published a new episode this past weekend uh, where you can listen to us very awkwardly climb over some rocks and fall into a river. You've been warned. Uh, it goes about as well as you would think. Oh, dear. I'm so, so excited great. for the one And the episode after, after that. that. Oh, man, that's going to be a bonkers <laughs> one. That's... That's that's gonna be a good fight. We got a lot of good stuff coming up on game nights because we're 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 a couple hours ahead. I you've been warned. It's getting very good. So check that out at gamenights.tv and of course up for debate.tv, uh, the podcast Matt and I do, uh, where we this coming week we're gonna wrap up our soups and salads bracket. We talked about it a bit on this show last week. Uh, we've come down to our final two: Caesar salad versus minestrone soup. You can actually vote right now on our Twitter page at twitter.com/upfordebate.tv on your favorite. And this week we're gonna announce the winner of that. So you can check that out at upfordebate.tv. That wraps it up for this episode. We'll be back next Monday with, uh, I'm sure, tons of exciting stuff from the Apple announcement and whatever other tech news happens between now and then. Uh, but until then, I'm Sean. They are Colby and Dan. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic.